Why Nickers? Bernard pulls the trigger. And this is a brand. Nickers is a brand. Allen Houston. Nickers means Lord. Once a neck, always a neck. Ladies and gents, you are tuned in to Nickish. This is a podcast. This is actually the start of our own season three show. Uh, we're recording right now on Sportscaster, but this podcast will also be up on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud, and all the platforms. So you got your boys Mo and Nafi here for the show. We just wrapped up the Nets and Warriors game. And basically, this is uh, what we're calling Nick's Miss Eve. Uh, here, bringing my partner, man. How you doing? I don't know if we're calling it that, but yeah, we, we go with that. <laughs> Not, um, yeah, I mean, happy to be here. I was just chuckling earlier because, yo, this is a podcast. Uh, good way to intro season three. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, you said the Knicks and Warriors are not Knicks. That's a Warriors game just wrapped up. Um, I feel like that was wrapped up, like, at halftime. For sure. So, <laughs> what is, immediate, what immediate quick reactions. You know what I mean? Yeah, I mean, uh, uh, I mean, I guess first off, I, I want to say I'm excited to bring in season three for this show. We did do this for a little over two years now, so it's exciting to start off season three um, the the day before the Knicks start their season. But, you know, as far as tonight's game goes with the Warriors and the Nets, you figure it'd be a lot more competitive than it was. But, damn, man, bro, what a, what a shit show it was. It, the Nets just killed them. And, um, you know, if this, if this proves anything, it's that Kevin Durant is back. He and Kyrie Irving are are gelling, and the Warriors are probably not going to make the playoffs for another year in a row. I mean, we we had, we just finished game one. Are you willing to say KD's back, like with that much confidence, bro? So far, like, at this moment in time. Um. Yeah. I mean, he looked he looked like KD, which is scary. Obviously, coming off an Achilles, like we all know the horror stories. It's like a cliche at this point, but. I mean, that also probably helps with having, like, 550 days, you know what I mean, mm-hmm. since, like, he last touched the basketball in, in a real-life game. So, yeah, I mean, that probably has something to do with it. I think, like, early on, he probably will look like himself. Um, yeah, I guess that's that's probably the best takeaway early on. But what do you think of the lineup? It was, you know, Spencer Dinwiddie, I figured he was, like, he's, like, the prime six man, you know what I mean? But they started him this time. They had KD at the four, you know what I mean? So what do you what do you think of that lineup? Well, what, what was the lineup? It was uh, Kyrie, Dinwiddie, um, damn, who was at the three? Was it Levert? Nah, it wasn't Levert. It was it was Kyrie, Joe Harris, Dinwiddie, Joe Harris, yeah, yeah KD, and uh, DeAndre. I mean, I I know for Steve Nash as a first time head coach, he's trying to make sure that all all the guys. And it's it's pretty it's pretty crazy to think that we're starting off this season talking about the Nets. But I mean, it is what it is. Um, oh, wow, <laughs> what, I didn't even realize the irony, bro. Yeah, I'm like, I'm like, wait, this, this sounds podcast. off. Something's weird about this, but I mean, whatever. Uh, no, 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 fuck the fuck that. Let's talk about the Warriors now. <laughs> Kelly Oubre, newest, Oubre. newest Warrior. Thoughts, thoughts, <laughs> thoughts, thoughts on the. Uh, he had, Wiggins he had that standard. one, he had that one putback dunk, which is nice. Uh, Andrew Wiggins, mm-hmm. I think we, if we could, we could tell the future. He's probably gonna be a future cashier, a target. Uh, at the rate that he's going at, bro, he's garbage. <laughs> it's it's crazy to see the tweets that are coming out with Wiggins. Yeah, you know, they're all just shitting on him. Dude, like, forgot how to play basketball. Yeah, I mean, assuming he knew how to do it in the beginning, but 
Uh, he, he I wiped my, wipe my nose during the Wiggins section, by the way. I hope you caught that. It's <laughs> I did. the amount of respect <laughs> I have for his game. But, um, I mean, <laughs> I don't want to be too harsh. Let's give him, like, a full season, I guess, in Curry's system. But I figure of all the people, we talk about, like, the effect of having no fans in the stands. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? A dude like Wiggins that's been being comp to Kobe since, like, he was a teenager. Lord. You would think, like, that would take away all that additional pressure, what, what pressure may be there for Wiggins. But, mm-hmm. no, nah, I mean, with or without pressure, this dude is just, like, does not look like he – has any interest in maximizing the elite gifts he has so yeah yeah he might be a fucking target cashier you know what i mean he might be that associate in the target that like they sent to the back to get the shit off the, the high shelf you know what i mean they don't, they don't need the step ladder yo andrew hey, yo. in the back you know what i mean he, he's gonna uh, be the guy that they're gonna bring in in the summer picnics to play ball just, just for that, they need that one guy to, to get the, he, he's a couple the of buckets. You know I mean, the the, the target company uh, retreat. You know yeah. what I mean, the picnic. You know what I mean, they, he's he's the one they bring in. He'll, he'll get buckets in the company picnic game, but like NBA game, no sir. <laughs> but um, and it sucks you to think see. Of Weisman? I oh, mean, yeah, nah, go ahead, go ahead. Yeah, I mean, Weisman's first points in the NBA was a nice dunk. Um, overall, you know, I think he's. I, it was interesting to see that they decided to start him despite him not playing at all prior um and he hasn't played in a long time including college so uh i was pretty surprised to see that they decided to start him uh but you know from from the little bit that we saw he, he looks promising uh but real quick about wiggins we saw clay thompson and his heartfelt message bro it sucks to see that clay's gonna be out this year i think he's just one of those guys in the nba that no matter what team you you support you just support clay uh he's such a, he's such a cool guy in 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 the NBA, and that's that's like the prime reason why Wiggins should be playing a lot better than he is. He was literally just given the keys, given the basketball, and this is his chance to show why he got the money and the contract that he got. And I mean, obviously, this is just game one, and he has a couple. He has you know the rest of the season to go, but you'd hope that the rest of the season doesn't go this way. But uh, now, nah, man, Wiseman Wiseman looked pretty good. I'm just smirking throughout it all just because, like, we went back to Wiggins. It's just, like, he's such an enigma because, like, <laughs> there you go right there, right? It's, like, his biggest enemy for, like, the last six years is just expectations. To, like, the whole concept of expectations, you know what I mean? Like, as soon as the clay went down, everybody in the room just turned and looked at Wiggins. Like, all right, somebody's got to step up, step up. We know Draymond and Curry will do their thing. Yeah. Kelly Oubre just got here, you know what I mean? Wiggins, like, you're the guy, you know what I mean? You got to at least right now step into that role as that third at least a high-level tertiary option, you know? Mm-hmm. Could even do that. And, like, obviously I'm going to throw it out there, caveat, game one. But we are non-expert fans at the end of the day. So, like, fuck it. Let's get here with the with the hot takes. Yeah, Wiggins I mean, be- <laughs> back to back to Wiseman because I know you and I, I, I know I stopped watching after, like, the first half. But looking at the box score, you know, giving probably paid some garbage minutes. Wiseman got 19 points and six rebounds, um, you know, 7 of 13. Uh, two steals. That's that's pretty solid. Um, the other telling number is Curry's box score: two for ten from the three. Yeah, I mean, before we get to Steph, I mean, Steph is Steph, but like Wiggins, I mean, Wiseman right there. I think like I don't think those numbers will be like regular, ordinary, like an every night occurrence. But I definitely do feel like it will happen more often than not. Twenty four minutes he, too. He's just in such a advantageous like position. You know what I mean, at this stage, all he has to do is literally like be a rim runner. Um, catch the or get the easy buckets. You know what I mean. They like, won't obviously probably run plays for him. You know what mm-hmm. I mean. At least not early on. He's he's got an easy role right now. Just play amongst like stars and veterans and like you know, uh, listen when Draymond yells about like the defensive rotation. That's about it. You know what I mean. So 
great. I mean, he looked really good for a kid that like, you know, in co- in the college season, he didn't even play. He played like two games, I think, Something before like, like before like that that you know, and typical NCAA BS like went down. You know what I mean? So, um, I feel like you know it's good to see him out there. And Joe, like I I was expecting. You know, I saw a lot of this on Twitter, but I was ex- actually expecting him to look a little more thinner. But he looked like, yo, like he's been working on his game. Not not his game, but like his body over the summer. Mm-hmm. Um, So just kind of scary to imagine what he will look like in the future, you know, when he does continue to bulk up and uh, fill out that frame. Yeah. But yeah, I think the Warriors got – I think the Warriors will be happy with that number two overall pick. You know? What kind of player do you Hot hope take? for him to become in, in a couple of years? What I hope for him to become? Or what do you see him uh, as possibly becoming if he goes at the tra- – you know trajectory that people are expecting of him um it's an interesting question just because i kind of i want to bring up mitch just because in our last episode i had like a whole rant about him but i think that's all become it, it all comes with context you know what i mean like mitch i feel like people are too harsh on him because like despite the fact that he was a second round pick which is it's a rarity for a second round pick to really pop like that as mitch has had so far but then on the on the flip side with with Wiseman, you know, it would be one would say it is a disappointment if he does just turn into a rim runner Capella type. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. We'd be happy if Mitch is that coming out of a second round pick. But if you you know draft Wiseman at number two, you would hope he like goes beyond that. You know what I mean? That kind of uh, that prototype. You know what I mean? But as far as what I hope he becomes, um, how about this hot take? I hope he becomes like what we all expected Cat to be. You know what I mean? Like that dominant two way force. Like, Cat is a dominant offensive force, but, like, his defense is, like, nothing more need to be said. You know what I mean? Like, we all know his downfall so far, Cat is Cat's defense. And yep. the reason they lost, like, 18 in a row last year. But what do you what do you expect the Wiseman? And just, like, do you think that was the right pick, though, for the Warriors? I I think seeing how the rest of the team is, it's 100% worth it. They got such a garbage team. They chose a guy with extremely high upside. But it makes you wonder – the big what if that we're gonna see over the next couple of years is what if they drafted Lamelo instead? He would have mm-hmm. he would have been plugged in if uh, it, it, it w- because Clay's been down. Uh, he would have gotten a starter position. That would have been an interesting duo to see. But I mean, we're we're gonna we're gonna see what we you know what the Warriors get. I, I really said we. Uh, <laughs> I wish uh, we're gonna see what, what the worry, Warriors we'll, we'll get. get. Talk soon. We're gonna see what the Warriors get from Wise. I think he's gonna he could be an excellent player. Two way two way guy he could be like DeAndre Jordan with a jump shot. Okay. You know, and that's not that. that's not bad. He they kind of have a similar jump shot form too because they're both you know lefties. Um, but I think uh, I think Wiseman could get that kind of position. A more mobile, George, uh, DeAndre with with the uh, with the jump shot. I like that, but I think with just him playing off of Draymond and like being able to like soak up Draymond's knowledge, I feel like it would be a disappointment if like Wiseman didn't at least add like Draymond's playmaking, mm-hmm. that kind of playmaking to his skill set. Yeah. So uh, you know that's why I kind of went with Cat, just because Cat has that in him as well. You know what I mean, his offensive repertoire is not to be questioned. So I think Wiseman could match that and like the defensive intensity that we've been wanting from Cat. You know what I mean? So I think that's like obviously best case scenario. It's literally his first game. In his career, you know what I mean? We're not saying this is what he's going to become, but, like, my partner right here just asked me what would, what would I hope for him. So I think I think that's what all Golden State Warriors fans would hope for him. Not yep. that I am one, you know what I mean? But, <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, real quick, you know, we want to transition to kind of like NBA predictions, right? So let's start it off with these teams. Like, what do you expect – what do you predict for Brooklyn and Golden State respectively this season? Record-wise and just, like, where they end up when it's all said and done by next offseason. I think – I think the Warriors are not going to make the playoffs. I think 
pre clay pre clay injury, I would have said I, I was saying you know hundred percent playoffs. But let me let me look at the standings from last year because they're definitely like Phoenix is gonna move in, and uh, I just want to see uh, who else was. But on are the you? Is this like this like? You know, this this hot take about them missing the playoffs is that like assuming that Steph's gonna be healthy throughout the season, or do you are you predicting like he's gonna miss some games? I think Steph is gonna be fine throughout the season. It's just the rest of the team sucks. Yeah, but Steph, is Steph, bro, Steph, like no, no doubt, he, Steph is Steph. But when you all right, we got the Lakers, Clippers, Nuggets. They're three. The Rockets still have James Harden on their team. Um, the Jazz, the Mav. Uh, Dude, the Mavericks still have Luka Doncic. Um, Let me ask you this, though. So you think, let's say, Harden is still on the Rockets, right? You're saying, like, a Harden or a Rockets team with Harden clearly tanking his presence on, that's, on that's, the Rockets is yeah, more likely to Yeah, I mean, that's one. I mean, let's assume, that's, that's the thing, right? Is, is Harden going to be on the team remaining? So are we going with that assumption or no? Well, I mean, that's, let me, let me finish my point. Is like, are you assuming, you're, so what I just heard is like, you would say that a team, a Rockets team with a, with a James, say they keep James Harden. You're saying a Rockets team with a, a James Harden that doesn't want to be there, that's probably going to tank the season and the entire locker room morale. They're more likely to make the playoffs than a, a Golden State Warrior team with a healthy staff. That's what I'm asking. Because that's, yo, that just underrates Steph greatly. <laughs> I'll say that right now. And the the funny thing is that that's, that was going to be one of my points from tonight is that Twitter is underrating Steph greatly because they're like I really saw tweets this like guy. yo y'all y'all this overrated guy. Steph all these years and that's you know obviously not true. It's it's just the rest of the team is just not good. But I mean Kelly Oubre ain't a bum. I mean we just shot on Wiggins, but like at the end of the day, I think once he's comfortable in Steve Kerr's system, he'll at least be an efficient version of like what he's been. You know what I mean? All right, let's let's. I'm not. You know what I mean? One, I'm not two, ready to three. like go with the actual. You know how they say jokes over facts? Like Four. we joke on Wiggins, but like the fact of the matter is, I want to give him like probably to like February to see how he looks playing alongside Steph and in Kerr's system. You know what I mean? Yeah, but I just think it's I it's think wild, bro. All right, to, to, I, I think I think there are six solid teams that, if granted they're healthy throughout the season, are locks. That's the Lakers, Clippers, Nuggets, uh, Clippers, Nuggets, Nuggets, Jazz, Suns. All right, that's like five, and then the remaining three spots are between the Thunder, the Rockets, the Ma- the Mavericks, the Blazers. The Pelicans and the Warriors. Yo, get the wait. Run that back again. Uh, you get the Rockets out of there. I'll say that safely, like with or without. Fair, Harden. because because like, because Wall Wall is just coming off an injury. Demarcus Cousins is like on crutches. Um, that's fair. Um, and Harden's most likely gonna get traded. Mm-hmm. So fuck. What am I left with? Uh, the Thunder, the Mavericks. Oh, uh, get the Thunder out of there, bro. They. Pretty much are going into a rebuild. They got they literally hired their ball boy as a coach, not literally, but like you, they might as well have. You know what I mean, <laughs> they did nah, get rid of Stephen Adams the too. Thund- okay, Thunder Rockets are all right. right. Okay. Um, the Mavs, Blazers, Suns, Pelicans, and Warriors. Five teams for the remaining like six spots. No, I'm doing I'm doing something wrong here. <laughs> Wait, you just said five. You got I got five teams you got for five teams yeah. that you think that are a lock. 
for the playoffs? No, uh, no. That's that's probably four teams that are locked: Lakers, Clippers, Nuggets, and Jazz. Four teams. What about the Blazers? I think the Blazers would be a lock. You're much higher generally on the Blazers. Than I generally I am, really but am, last but season they had a fight for, it and they did get a little better with Robert Covington, and they'll get they more games. They definitely upgraded, bro. I mean, they got Nurkic back and Covington. That's, like yeah. You said. All right, fine. So five locks, and then three teams. Um, or three, three. Three seeds left again for the Warriors, the Pelicans, the Suns, the Mavericks, and if you want to throw the Grizzlies in there, uh, I think the they're Grizzlies not gonna, are too they're young at this stage. It, yeah. Nah, bro. I mean, right now it just seems like you're fishing for a reason not to put the Warriors in the playoffs. But I think if Steph's healthy, you know, knock on wood, I think they'll be in the fight. You know what I mean, especially this year, just because they'll, Steph, Steph is a top two point guard of all time. He'll def they'll definitely be in the fight. Yeah, but I'm saying this year especially, aren't they doing that playing tournament? So like, it's even yeah. great. It's a greater chance for Golden State to make the playoffs. So that, bro, that's a hot take if I ever seen one. You know what I mean? You gonna stick with it though? I don't think they're. they're a, I don't think. I don't think they're a lock. I I can't say they're a lock for the playoffs. Just from the, it's not to underrate Steph Curry. It's just to say that the West is tough as always, mm. and I don't trust the rest of his team. The question isn't whether it's a lock. It's a it's a question of like whether you believe that they'll miss the playoffs. That's you know what I mean. We got it live on camera and recorded, bro. <laughs> be careful. <laughs> I don't want to have to be doing this stuff like shimmy like at the end of the season <laughs> when they win in like 52 games. <laughs> All right, fuck it. Just just to make things fun, I'll I'll say I'll I'm gonna stick with my gut and say they're probably not gonna make the playoffs. Okay, Nick Wright. Okay. <laughs> um, it's not to underrate right, stuff again. All right, I'm 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 a. Well, I mean, this is my general prediction, but with, on my end, like I'll say comfortably, not comfortably, but I think Warriors will make the playoffs, but my general feeling for them is they'll probably be a winner first-round playoff series. You know what I mean? I think they could probably be like a five or six seed at best um, if Steph stays healthy. You know what I mean? If he stays a majority, uh, plays the majority of the games. But I don't think they'll – I think they'll be like, you know, like a second-round out team this season. Mm. Um if if Clay was healthy, I would have put them right there as oh, like for sure, in that contender tier. You know what I mean? Yeah. But I also I don't. Now what's what's the health status game. of Draymond? He didn't play tonight. What's up? Where where's he, was, he at? I, I think he was just missing a game. But like, yeah, I mean that obviously played into the scoreboard tonight. You know what I mean? Yeah. I feel like if Draymond played and he was healthy, he would have been juiced up and would have definitely helped uh, Steph out there. But all right, I mean, um, yeah, that's our pr- uh, prediction. Nickish predicts we're going to say, but like, what about Brooklyn? Unless you had a couple of remaining. All right, I'll let you. St- I'll let you start with Brooklyn. With Brooklyn, um, I mean, you know, I'll fuck with Brooklyn, but obviously I don't want to root for injuries. So like, you know, barring any like issues with health with their big two, and barring any kind of unforeseen trades, I definitely think they'll be like a top four seed in the East. That's comfortable, mm-hmm. probably. You know. They honestly stay healthy. I wouldn't be surprised if they racked up the most wins in the East. You know what I mean, and get to the conference finals. It's just a question of whether you know. I think they're a favorite for some people to be representing the East in in the finals, but I don't know. I think they'll have trouble with Boston, bro. I think Boston's like this is one of those years where they'll mature, especially Jalen and Jason. So I think my prediction is like uh, Brooklyn gets ousted by Boston in the in the Eastern Conference Finals. That's that's my prediction for their season. Probably like a 51 team, 
KD would probably win like. Does NBA have a comeback player of the year? Not nah, right. They Who? have most improved. Oh no, yeah, yeah. The, the they NBA? have comeback player. Yeah. That's an interesting one though. Maybe they should. They should because the NFL got it. It's fire. You know what I mean? Because yeah. like, especially with the NFL, like it's such a combustible league. So like, mm-hmm. it would be dope for like to give credit to like these injured players that work mad hard, come back and like you know hoop. So, yo, Nickish well, sponsors or endorses comeback player of the year. <laughs> Put her out there. <laughs> And now the, the Nickish comeback email. player of the year award goes to. That's what I mean, bro. Like, <laughs> f- fuck a Gatorade. <laughs> Our logo is much cooler. I'll write that email up to Adam Silver right now. But, <laughs> yeah, I mean, what, what do you think of Brooklyn? I, I mean, I assume they play hell, uh, They remain healthy throughout the season. Uh, KD, Kyrie probably won't be playing back-to-backs. Um, the Bucks did get better. Miami, you can't ever doubt oh, yeah. with the current squad they have. Um Boston's gonna get better. Kemba Walker isn't playing the first couple of weeks, I think. Some, I think he's injured, um, so that might give actually give Jason Tatum a chance to, you know, handle the ball a little bit more, explore his potential, which would be good for him. They probably be top three. I think I put Miami at fourth. Um, okay. No, I mean, it's probably gonna be Bucks again. They're they're. Mike Budenholzer's Mike Budenholzer's like can elite probably regular season. He, coach. He's an elite regular season coach, always getting sixty wins, so uh, sixty plus. So the Bucks are probably going to be first, Boston probably second, Brooklyn probably third. Okay, and I, I think just excellent. playoff experience is gonna be an important ploy. But I think with Drew Holiday on the team, I think it's probably going to be like a Bucks. Uh, Boston Finals. Respectful prediction. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, honestly, I like when you said Miami. I couple like that's that's no disrespect to Pat Riley in Miami, but like I completely forgot about them. So, um, I think they'll be interesting since we're kind of transitioning over general NBA talk. But I think they'll be interesting just because um, I think Sim said it on uh, that show where he you know he filled in for me. Shout out to Sim. But um, I think he mentioned like a lot of people are kind of underrating Miami. You know what I mean? Just sleeping on them. So mm-hmm. I think um, if Bam continues to improve, Jimmy's going to be Jimmy. Um, Tyler Hero, um, he's a little overrated at this point, let's be real. A little. But I, th- I think he'll, he'll generally, generally improve because I do like the kid. I just think people are really like, like they actually are gassing up the idea of what he could be and presenting it as if like he's already that. You know what I mean? When you know, he's just a promising young kid that hooped in a in an unorthodox bubble situation. You know what I mean? Like is the reason that like young guards in a bubble were putting up numbers because there was no fans. Yada yada yada. We 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 know what the story is, but I definitely do think as a this that's a discredit uh, to my to my basketball probably knowledge that I didn't remember Miami. But yeah, you know what? I think Miami will probably beat like Brooklyn. Then that's maybe a hot take. But if they meet in the playoffs, I think Miami would probably be an obstacle to them getting to the Eastern Conference Finals. Where do you think Philly's um, going to be? Philly's intriguing because um, they're right in that Harden conversation. You know what I mean? Um, you said Harden conversation? Or you yeah, because, like, okay. you know, yeah, yeah, like, hard, like they're apparently on the list. Daryl Morey, you know, had Harden in, like, Houston for, like, a decade. So I think if they do get Harden and it's Harden and Bede and some depth pieces – 
Chow, that's a top three seed too. You know what I mean? That's uh, Milwaukee, Boston, uh, Brooklyn, Philly, and uh, Miami. They make up a really solid top five in the East, bro. So let's stick with the current squad that they have, which also isn't bad. Yeah, I think it makes a lot more sense. You know, I think, I think remember, I remember last year maybe when we were talking about when the when the uh, these um, free agent moves were happening for Philly when they got you know Tobias. I got Josh Richardson, they got Hal Horford. You and I had kind of maybe fell into the trap of the hype, you know what I mean? Because a lot of people were just like, yo, Philly's going to be different. They're going to be big. They're going to be, like, freakishly long. They're going to dominate the East. I kind of fell into that, or at least me mm-hmm. personally. Mm-hmm. I don't want to speak for you, but, like, I thought, you know, they would be, like, you know, in that Eastern Conference Finals conversation. So I think this year they're a good, like, post-hype sleeper, you know what I mean? Because their pieces make more sense. Seth Curry, I think he's a perfect fit next to Simmons and Embiid. I think um, shit. Who else? Is, oh, I think Tobias playing more four now, primarily since Horford is out, is going to make him look like a much better player and much better fit with their big two. Right. So yeah, I think they'll definitely be in that top four hunt, and definitely probably will be in that like if you know that conversation for best team in the East. Um, it's a tight race, you know, because um, you know all the names I mentioned. But what do you think? What do you think about Philly? Their chances? I I definitely don't think it's bad. I mean, Ben Simmons is going to be on his fourth year, Embiid fourth or fifth year um they definitely upgraded their coach from brett brown to doc rivers and they got danny green and they got they got one more guy a three-point shooter i think i'm, I'm seth, curry. seth curry seth curry yeah yeah so they de- they definitely got more shooters so there's less pressure on on the team overall to have to shoot threes because they they I, I think they kind of mm-hmm. slowed down once jj reddick left the team and they mm-hmm. they lacked that solid you know sniper from the three and they got two um, the season and Danny Green obviously is getting a little old, but I mean I think he he's still someone who can uh, contribute a good amount. Um, I I think it's a solid lineup. I think they're in the hunt for top four, uh, and will probably be at the fifth seed at the least. Yeah, I mean it's I'm gonna be really interested to see just how Embiid looks. You know, like I was just thinking that his, his conditions conditioning is really gonna improve. You know what I mean? I mean. We're too regular, like Joe Schmo was talking about an elite athlete, but like for an NBA athlete, athlete, you know, Embiid stamina and and conditioning really isn't up to par, you know. Like a lot of that's, times, that's a nice know, way to put it. it I mean, that's what it is, yeah. right? Because like what it comes down to, like yeah, there's an argument to like limit how many games he plays because of like his injury history. But I think a lot of times, with when it comes to limiting the games he plays and limiting his minutes, a lot of it may be chalked up to a conditioning issue. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Because we see it. We see it in the in the playoffs. He just looks gassed, and um, more importantly, I think to his actual game, he's got to become better reading double teams. You know, because I remember saying that way back when we were kind of reacting to uh, what happened in the season, or you know, before Corona really came through and crushed the buildings. But that was one of the, the my sticking points with Embiid was just like, yo, get better as a passer because I think what what Jokic has become, like as as a offensive center is what a lot of people hope MB would be. You know what I mean? Maybe not to like that point center effect, but like just dominating from the post, reading double teams like and just like picking apart a defense. And to your credit or to your point, honestly, like they were missing Reddick, a shooter. Last year they tried to make Jay Rich, Jason Richardson not Jason Richardson. Josh, Josh Richardson. Richardson. I, I I made the same exact mistake not too long ago. <laughs> Yo, shout out Jason Jason Richardson. I'm hope you're doing well. Dunk contest uh, <laughs> performance, but yeah, I mean they try to do that JJ Redick stuff with Richardson, and he's a good, maybe a decent spot up shooter, but he's not like 
yo, I'll get buckets from any angle, any possible like you know, any possible dribble handoff that like Reddick was with Embiid. So I think yeah. Seth Curry slides into that old Reddick role, and it will work perfectly. You know what I mean? Because mm-hmm. Seth Curry, like yo, people joke on him because he's literally just like you know Steph Curry's little brother, but he's an elite shooter, bro. Like. I would kill to have Seth Curry on the Knicks right now. He would easily yeah. be our best point guard. You know? yeah. He's not even a pure point guard, but he would be. But, yeah, I like Philly's chances. You know, I think they are definitely a lot better this year on paper than they were last year. It just makes more sense. Yeah, and, dude, Josh Richardson's on the Mavs right now, and I think he's going to eat there with Luka Doncic yeah, on the team. Yeah. That's a very that good a fit. That was a win-win trade. It's a secondary. win trade. Yeah, he's, a, he's, not, he's not a shooter, but he's a good scorer. He's a good all-around player who's, who's mad young. And he has so much potential. And I, I remember when the trade happened with Miami to get, uh, to get Jimmy Butler off off of Philly and to go to Miami. I thought that was a great fit. I thought Josh Richardson could be like a younger Jimmy. That's that's how I've always seen him, and I still think he has that potential. I think with playing with Luca is definitely gonna you know help him out, especially if KP is not gonna play the first month or so. They need that second guy to score, and Josh Richardson's gonna be uh, a good fit with them. Yeah, I mean, shout out to the ringer and especially the right uh, this writer uh, Jonathan Charks. He had a whole article just about like that fit, Jay Rich and, uh, and really? uh, Luca. Mm-hmm. Um, I ask because Jonathan Charks is a Dallas fan, so like he was obviously gonna write about that. But his point was, right now they know what they have in Luca. So last year they did kind of add pieces that fit offensively with Luca. Now it's about adding just total overall basketball players, basketball players that fit with Luca. So, like, last year, their offensive numbers were crazy. Like, statistically, like, no joke, they probably had the best offensive efficiency of all time, I think, what it was, you know what I mean? Or second best of all time. Some shit like that. Some shit like that. And that's what, like, yeah, that's just, like, you know, Seth Curry shooting, uh, Tim Hardaway Jr. shooting, but they weren't really an overall good team, you know what I mean? And with Luka, your offense will always be at least above average when he's running the the point for you and running things for you. So it's really just about, like, putting – basketball players and pieces around him that fit so like jay rich he may not be the most offensively inclined he could get buckets he could shoot but he's known for his defense you know so you put a, a legitimate lockdown defender next to luca that just makes luca's game easier because jay rich can take the assignments that luca doesn't have to anymore which saves his energy for offense yeah which will actually work out better in the long run for dallas's you know popes so right yeah great trade great pickup for him um i think we're gonna quick, yeah, go ahead. Yeah, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. No, I was going to pivot over. What were you going to say? Yeah, I was going to say, um, just kind of go back to that whole playoff Golden State situation, but, like, do you think, like, Dallas is a lock for the playoffs? Given the KP, like, mystery and what's going on with him? Uh, yeah. I think uh, I think Dallas has a better chance than the Warriors at the moment to make the playoffs. Cho, you, so that's basically you saying Luka's better than Steph? No. But I think no, like, look, I think, I think the roster. I think the look surrounding the team though. is better. I mean, the I mean, Mavericks take, take, isn't take, just Luca, and the take, Warriors isn't just Steph. Yeah, right, yeah, but my point is, you take Luca and KP off the Mavs, that roster is better than like the, the Warriors roster without Steph. Like, are you without sure? without Steph and Clay? No, without yeah, without Steph and Clay, you're saying the Dallas Mavs roster without Luca and KP is better than what the Warriors have. Well, I have to see the rest of their lineup, but I mean, Josh Richardson, well, Tim Hardaway, <laughs> Josh Richardson, Tim Hardaway. And uh, Maxi Kleber no. and those guys—they're I think they're better than Andrew Wiggins and Eric Pascal, uh, pa- Pascal and uh, you know whoever else they got. Tim Hardaway is not better than Eric Pascal. 
Tim Hardaway on the Mavericks. Maybe not Tim Hardaway on the Knicks, but Tim Hardaway on the Mavericks isn't that bad. Well, Tim Hardaway on the on the Mavericks, his entire value is inflated just by the fact that he's playing with Luca. That's my point. You gotta. They're still playing mean, with. I, he's still playing with Luca. Just like the Warriors players will be playing with Steph, and Steph has a history. Yo, Steph was the number one option on the greatest regular season team of all time. No I'm not KD, underrating no Steph. I am not underrating Steph. I'm just saying the rest of the lineup just isn't good. <laughs> I, I think I need to make that point clear. I'm not. I I am telling you, Steph Curry is a top two point guard of all time, and but Draymond I am, and is better than everybody on the Mavs aside from Luca and KP, though, is he not? Draymond regressed recently. If he goes back to the way he was three years ago, two years ago, sure, yeah. Well, that's the thing. Did Draymond regress, or did he just like literally play lazily with with a garbage team? Could be possible. Yeah, because it was obviously tank- tanking, and he just had mad years in a row of, like, going long into the playoffs, you know what I mean, to the finals. So I would have put it past Draymond to, like, at least have one or two more Draymond years left in him. Maybe, you know I mean? yeah. He's he's by far better, though. Even even Draymond of last year is a better player than Tim Hardaway because we're talking about Tim Hardaway without Luka. You know what I mean? We're talking about Maxi Kleba. Sure, but this is the, the conversation isn't Luka versus Steph Curry because obviously it's Steph Curry, but we're talking yeah, about the roster – Combined with Luka and KP and all of them versus the current roster of the Warriors that just has Steph Curry and Draymond. keep going back to the argument I'm not making. I'm talking about we're literally comparing the rosters, bro. That's what I I was just doing. Was I not just doing that? We're we're talking about... Okay, if you're talking about roster versus roster, I besides Draymond, I mean... Kelly Uber is better than everybody in the Mavs aside from Luka. uh, I mean, I, I want to say he's better than Jay Rich, but like, there you go. I mean... Jay Rooch is the one person Kelly Oubre isn't better than when you exclude KP and Luka, right? I don't know, bro. I'm just kind of needling you on that. Because it just comes down to, like, a fully healthy Warriors roster without Clay. Is that really, like, Dallas is a lock for the playoffs? Like, over that team? When KP is a complete question mark? You know what I mean? That's the question of, like, that comes down to, you know, the roster, obviously, I'd say is comparable. So it comes down to the big fish, Steph versus Luka. That's what it goes to. You know what I mean? So I don't know. I'm just, just want to stick with it. I just want to see whether you felt Dallas was a lock for the playoffs. Just going back to your hot take. That's all it is. I don't think it's that much of a hot take. I think a lot of people are expecting Luka to make that monster jump this season and get into a potential MVP kind of conversation. I mean, yeah. I mean, I'm saying the hot take that the Warriors is going to miss the playoffs if Steph plays every game. That's a hot take. I'm not saying it's a hot take that Luca is good. <laughs> <laughs> yes, agreed. <laughs> yeah, I, I'll I'll stick with it. I, I I'm yeah. Obviously, I'm not rooting against them, but no, I, I think I'm gonna stick I got with you, that. I got yeah. You, I got you. Um, um, with the you mentioned MVP, I think this is a good time to transition to the award predictions. Unless you have one more point. No, I was gonna say with the well. I was gonna say with the Lakers game that's probably gonna start in like ten or so minutes. We might wanna talk a little bit about our our own team all right unless you want to do like real quick lightning round nba award season we got mvp just because just because you mentioned luke is gonna be in conversation wonder uh mvp uh i don't know anthony davis okay you i'll go i'll go fuck i'll go luca hot take (laughs) that'll be my hot take (laughs) okay (laughs) who you who you got defensive player here uh Giannis. All right. I'm going to go AD. I think he was mad pissed he lost it last year, so I, th- I think AD comes and takes it from Giannis this year. I think I just think the media is just sick of Giannis at this point. It'll be that situation where, like, okay, you got to prove and win 
You know what I mean? We gassed you up last season. You embarrassed us. <laughs> you know what I mean? Basically. <laughs> oh, um, yeah. Yo, fuck. I didn't even think about it. The only reason I didn't say Anthony Davis was because I put him for MVP. And then I just thought of the next best guy. But, damn. Yeah, I don't have a third guy who I would pick outside of those two. For defensive player? Yeah. I mean, Rudy Gobert is always there. That's true. Newly paid. That's true. You know what I mean? Mm, yeah, fuck. I'll stick with Giannis. I could have just stuck on the whole this whole Warriors debate and just be like Draymond. Draymond will win defense. <laughs> defensive player of the year. They win in fifty games, but no, I'm kidding, I'm kidding. Uh rookie I'll go, of the I'll year. Go AD. Rookie? Um fuck it, bro. You see you see the see the Knicks on our chest, I'm gonna go with Obi. What about you? I wanna say Obi, but I'm thinking it's probably gonna go Lamelo. Do you see do you see the number of highlights? That everybody's putting up, it's getting it's it's getting do, really honestly. fucking annoying, dude. Like I'll scroll through House of Highlights will show one pass by Lamelo, and then NBA shows it, and the Sports Center showing, it, and ESPN showing it. I follow all these pages, and they'll show they had highlights for his first three pointer in the preseason. I don't, <laughs> I like because it was shocked he made. I don't get it. You know what I mean? Like they're they're really hyping up Lamar, uh, not not Lamar, uh, Lamelo, um, Lavar definitely probably. You know, putting some dollars in there or something I mean, to get some. To be fair, though, these passes. Oh no doubt, like, they they magnifique. You know what I mean? Like they beautiful. That's why so, I have like, nothing I against I the pass. It's a three point shot that I was just like, "What the fuck are you guys doing, yo?" Well, I think that just chalks up to like, "Oh shit, he made one, guys," because <laughs> <laughs> his numbers last year was atrocious. But these passes, I saw one like yesterday where he just like just skipped it one bounce to like I don't even remember who it was. It's random shot. So is Miles Bridges two. from what I've seen. Miles Bridges is gonna be getting crazy alley oops, bro. Mm-hmm. That's like quietest kept. I think a lot of people forgot about Miles Bridges. But like yeah. an athlete like him that runs the transition, he's gonna catch mad loss from Lamelo. Um but yeah, I mean shit. I just went with the Homer pick, but yeah, Lamelo's probably the obvious choice just because in pass is crazy, bro. But mm-hmm. six man of the year. I don't. I don't even know the rosters well enough to be able to answer this question. Yeah, it's probably a random award, but yeah, Matras Harrell. Why not? You know what I mean? Have a revenge season with the Lakers. He might. What if he? Start, what right? if he starts? I mean, him and Schroeder are both on his team. I feel like one of those guys is gonna get six man. That's true. But the Schroeder, this guy's just like, nah, I came to start. Like LeBron needed help. I'm here. <laughs> what if? What if Montrez did the same thing? I don't think I heard that from Montrez. I think Montrez. I don't know. I'm just looking at his salary. You know what I mean? Montrez is making, what, like $7 million a year. Um, Marcus All is like a veteran. I just think Marcus All with AD and LeBron, that starting lineup is sexy as a basketball fan. That's, that's <laughs> why I'm just assuming uh, Montrez is going to be six man. So he'd be my pick. But, you know, it's a good point. He might just start. Who knows? Uh, all right. What else? Head coach of the year? Oh. Um, has Spolster ever won it? I I'd be Spolster. shocked if he hasn't. I feel like he hasn't. Yeah. I feel like the years that LeBron was there, fucking Budenholzer won it with the Hawks. Yeah, yeah. He definitely not winning this year. People are fed up with his shit. Like, they're <laughs> fed up with Giannis. They definitely fed up with Coach Bud. <laughs> um, I think Coach of the Years. I think Spolstra. I think Spolstra coming off of, like, the momentum they just had of a finals trip. I think Miami comes out this season, and they're just like a buzzsaw. You know what I mean? Like, they're, they, they'll have the postseason success, I think, but then they'll – like lead up with like just regular season dominance you know what I mean just yeah. cause like I feel like that entire team is gonna buy into Jimmy's personality just cause like they see what happened in the first season they're like okay we're all in on this dude so I think Jimmy's like a dude that tries his ass off in the regular season though you know what I mean I think that'll lead to Spolster racking up wins as coach of the year I think that's respectable I think uh, I think if Tatum takes that next step it's gonna be Stevens mm-hmm. 
they get that number one seed, kind I think it's going to be Brad Stevens. I don't think he's ever think... won. I think he's always been close. Mm. I don't think so. Yeah. yeah. Dude, I think two years like... ago, he didn't even get any votes. Yeah, two years ago, it was Dwayne Casey, and he got fired the next day. I was just yeah. about to make that point. Like, if, if we trying to name closer to year winners, you just got to look at the unemployed list. It's <laughs> really how it boils down to. Yeah. Um. All right. I think that's all the awards, right? Yeah. I mean, unless you want to do like all NBA first team. Yeah. I mean, I would we save that for like midway through the All Star break. Yeah, we got a lot. We is. got lots of time for this. All right. Um. Transition to the Knicks. Yeah, the Knicks play their first game tomorrow against the Pacers. Uh. Obviously, we both predict the Knicks are going to win. Uh, why not? But uh, who who do you see as being the starting five officially? Um, I just saw today Tip said Rivers, and I think who else is still injured? Oh, Spellman. Spellman and Rivers are going to be out, mm-hmm. so everybody else is going to be healthy. So I think starting five is going to be um, Noel, Randall, RJ, Burks, and IQ. All right, we on the same page, a, boy. I think it's gonna be IQ. <laughs> I okay, think so. All right, there yeah. you go. Yeah, because I legit, I legit, um, I legit think because like Tip said, like, oh, it's it's well, we're gonna talk about it as a staff or whether he'll start or not. He didn't just like evade the question when like a reporter asked him, like, are you gonna start quickly? He didn't say like, he didn't shoot that down. Like, oh no, we need to see some more. He was just like, I mean, that's a good question. We're, we're gonna need to debate it internally. I was like, okay, Tips, that's, that's what I like <laughs> to hear. So, yeah, I knew he's he's not a, he's not a dude that's bullshitting when he says you got to earn your rotation. I mean, what more can quickly do to earn? You know what I mean? So, all right, I got a I got a I got a heavy question for you. We've seen three no we see we've seen four preseason games, um, and we know Thibodeau is you know as real of a coach as it gets, and we know this front office is brand new. And we've seen the play of one Dennis Smith Jr. <laughs> is it time? Is it time to give him no minutes, or is it time to get rid of him? Is he is he done, or is or should he get one more chance to get the ball, set up a play, and you know get the potential or the the possibility of being a starting point guard in the near future? Um. I legit think he will get some limits or minutes in the next few games. Or as long as Rivers is out, I think there's always a chance Dennis will get those minutes or at least some minutes. Just because, yeah, like he looked, like I'll be honest with you, his, like we talked ad nauseum about the preseason thoughts on players, but he did look good defensively or improved defensively, even though it may have been a tad overrated. You know what I mean? But um, I definitely do think at least the coaching staff will probably give him at least the early portion of the season to earn some more minutes. I wouldn't want to see it just based off his preseason play. I just feel like too many other guards played better. Um, yeah, I mean, why not? I think he'll he'll play the next. He'll play as long as Rivers is uh, is still on the bench at least to start the season. But do I think he'll he'll actually earn a rotation spot as a regular throughout the season? Or let me I switch up the so. question: Can he get better than what we're seeing? Or is this? Can, or is is what we've seen in in the last couple of games? Is that is that Dennis Smith Jr. Obviously, he can get better because this is as bad as it gets. But do you do you think that he can get better? Do I think he can? Um, yeah, I mean, I think he can definitely. I just don't think he'll improve to what he thinks he's gonna be. Because I think coming into the season, he thought—I mean, not into the season, but just in the last couple of years—you knew that Dennis, um, you know, he was either promised a starting spot last year, or all expectations was he's gonna get a starting spot. Then he had like one of the worst seasons from hell ever, both personally and on the court wise. And then this season, it was a lot of hype going in. Obviously, you know, we, we know the story. Changed up his jumper. 
broken my mood. Um, do I think he'll get better? I definitely do, do think he'll get better. I just don't think it will be in a Nick uniform. I think huh. if, we, if we're going to see Dennis become an actual NBA rotation player, it won't happen this season, and it won't happen on the Knicks. I think he's one of those players that, like, next offseason, somebody's going to take a flyer on him, maybe, like, a winning team, maybe, like, somebody like the Spurs or Toronto. They get him into their system. And maybe with a fresh new leaf and a, a realization that he's not going to get that payday, that he's not a starter going into a situation, that he's not, e- like it's not even going to be a question whether he'll start, you know what I mean? Or whether he'll, you know, be the starter. I think if he goes to that situation where he's go- where there's going to be a clear expectation of he's backing up an established player, I think maybe that's the type of situation he needs that, you know, goes into a good infrastructure, gets developed, and, you know, becomes that good player. But who knows, you know what I mean? I'm rooting for him, you know, because he's a Knicks player. Obviously, mm-hmm. we would want all our kids to be good, but that's usually not how it works out. But what about Frank? You think? How about this? Qu- quick question for you mm. for the season. You think Frank makes it to the? You think Frank's makes it through the season as a Nick? Yeah, yeah. I think uh, I think he'll make it. I think the only reason they didn't give him that extension is because they could probably pay him less. Um, at the end of the season, and that's the only reason why they're not giving it. But I think if anybody out there values defense, it's the coach that we have right now. And and Frank probably has the second best defense on the team, maybe first. If you you know, it's, I think it's a toss up between Perfect him and Mitch. Um, yeah. I think I, it's it's highly valued. I, I don't see why they would want to trade him. I think at this point in time, they're just gonna try to. <clears throat> you know maximize his potential and see what they can get out of him and i it, it really matters on when he can get back on the court hopefully soon and they might want to see uh how he plays on the court but i i think he's going to be on the Knicks i don't know for certain if he'll be here next season though okay just want to put it out there cuz i feel like frank's been throwing in trade rumors mm-hmm. you know what i mean throughout the season i feel like obviously that that's the story of his entire tenure as a nick it feels like the, he's, he was drafted by phil and then every front office afterwards just did not fuck with frank I, up until now mm-hmm. you know what i mean i just I think, think now is like yeah yeah good 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 i think his highest value ever was recently it's not now it was maybe like a couple of months ago and if he were to be traded he would have been traded already is, is how i like to see it okay i mean that's an optimist view you know <laughs> i i just think like with iq's emergence um, Rivers clearly going to have a role when he's healthy. Peyton, he has a no trade clause basically, so they can't so even stupid. move him if he wanted to. You know what yeah. I mean? And he's he's Scott Perry's boy. I'm just looking at the guard rotation, how things are shaking out. If IQ didn't emerge in these preseason games, I feel like I would be on the same boat as you. I would wholeheartedly think Frank would be here through the end of the season. But you know, you brought up a point about like maybe they think they could get him cheaper. But I'm just looking at the deals that these teams did sign, these extensions. Like you saw Derek White, he got seventy three million. Yeah. And yeah, he's like four years old than, than Frank, and he's probably come from the Spurs. He's played better these last two years, especially. Mm-hmm. But that but Derek White, his prototype, he's obviously not as big as Frank, but he's exactly what we probably envision for Frank. Just like a backup point guard that could lock down, you know what I mean, one to two, yeah. three positions almost, you know what I mean? And Derek White is like the actualized version of that, and that's why he got the 73 mil. But to your point, you know, if Frank does stay on this team throughout the season and he earns minutes and he shows out, what if he's like earns that, you know, that Derek White number? So I feel like that would even be more motivation for the front office to get Frank out of there because they, maybe they don't want to pay Frank like that. You know what I mean? But if he has that kind of – if he has that play style, if he has a, that caliber of play – 
why not keep him? You know, like next year's free agency class is so weak. The year after that, no one talks about. And, um, you know, we have the cap, si- cap space for it. That's true. But it's also like, you know, the the real question is like, Mitch is going to be up for extension this summer. I mean, I mean, like we forget, but like we have an option on, Nick's, on Mitch's contract. But if, if we pick up the option, that means next summer he'll be unrestricted free agent. This summer, if we don't pick it up, he'll be restricted. It makes more sense to make him restricted. So I think with that being said, w- would the front office want to pay both Mitch and Frank? I think it's most likely Mitch, right? Mm-hmm. Like, do they want to lock themselves into two big contracts in one summer for this roster that has this roster rather that hasn't really proved itself? You know what I mean? It's an interesting question. That's why, I, like, I was thinking about it, bro. I don't. I mean, I love Frank. We both love Frank, but shit's looking tough, bro. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, obviously we want to root for him, and let's just hope he, he ends up becoming better where he earns that contract um, and be stupid for the Knicks not to sign him. Facts. I I think I think Tibbs always has an ear, or he has everyone else's ear in the front office. So if he if he falls in love with Frank, then I think we're, we're solid enough to keep him. And if Frank doesn't play out the way he should, and if he's playing like how he has the last couple of seasons, then maybe it's not the worst thing in the world for us to not re-sign him. That's true. Yeah. It's his fourth I, I, year. I mean, it's make or break. If he's playing like how he has been the last couple of years, then at that point, we might just have to cut our losses. Yeah. I mean, credit to Tibbs, too. Like, I, I just bigged him up. I just bigged up his transparency or supposed transparency. Like, to this point, like, he's telling it, telling us his thoughts, and it comes to fruition with the lineup decisions, I think. So he's, no matter what, whenever Frank is brought up, he's always almost usually giving giving Frank props and, like, speaking of Frank in positive terms. Mm-hmm. Um, and he'll say, obviously, the usual caveats for young players. He's got to improve, yada, yada, yada. It's about team development, yada, yada, yada. So... I think, yeah, I mean, Frank, just if his defense stays where it is or, you know, hopefully it gets better because he's young, I think he'll have a rotation spot. So that's my hope, you know, maybe like Tibbs just be, falls in love with his defense. And I said in a previous episode, maybe he falls enough, falls enough in love with Frank's defense to the point where he becomes his new Luel Dang. Like, I'm going to play you 42 minutes and you can defend every great player ever that walks this court. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> Like, that would be a good thing. You yeah. know, I, that's the one time I would actually be happy that Tibbs is, like, running a player into the ground. Because, like, yeah, hey, we keep Frank. <laughs> 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 but, um, yeah, I mean, you had any other kind of predictions real quick about Frank? Or you want to move on to some more juicy stuff? No, I'm good. What else you got? Um, I hear our theme song. The, the, the wrap-up music. That is weird. Yeah, I don't know why that's playing. This man, well, we at the Oscars. You try to shoot me <laughs> off the stage. <laughs> Trying to shoot. Us I didn't know you could hear that. <laughs> That's all right. <laughs> I was in the headphones. I thought I was going insane for a second, bro. <laughs> it's a closing music. I just had a preset. <laughs> so I was like, is this what a stroke feels like? Like, why is my theme song? <laughs> um, all right. <laughs> I was just going to say, like, I mentioned Juicy, but, like... Yeah, I was going to let this? that shit rock, so I was going to keep it going just to listen to it for myself. <laughs> I know you can hear it. <laughs> um, real quick, let me throw it out there because we was just talking about topic of trades. But, like, do you think... Let me ask you a question. Just, like, do you think we're going to make a trade? Like, not a trade for a star, but just, like, do you think, you know, we'll make a trade that, like, with the clear intent to upgrade? You know what I mean? Not, like, a salary drop. Not like, oh, we're trading so-and-so for picks for the long run. But, like, do you think this is going to be the type of season where they, like, package our kids, maybe an asset or two, to improve? 
doesn't necessarily have to be for a star, but like you know, just an upgrade. You know. I think we gotta watch the games for like two weeks to really know the answer to that oh, question. It's gonna no be fun, bro. It's gonna be full that's speculation, no but um, I mean, if if they come out a blazing and they start winning, those first three games are gonna be tough. And if they win those, I I don't see why they're gonna push to make a trade when they're playing well and they're gelling. But if they if if it's only just RJ and Mitch who are playing well and everyone else playing mediocre, then yeah, Tibbs gonna go back and be like, what the fuck, like. I, I can't I can't be working with this roster. <laughs> like y'all gotta make moves. Y'all y'all gotta make moves or something because we're not gonna win, um, and we're not gonna be a destination where you know other players are gonna want to come join. That's really what the Knicks need to do. They need to become a prime destination outside of outside of MSG, sure, but inside of MSG too, uh, with, with the with the team that they play with. They need to be a hot spot. And free agency is not gonna work, but through trades, maybe the next disgruntled star should want to play for the Knicks. And I don't see any reason why they'd want to come here right now. Yeah, yeah. All right, yeah. So does that does that mean you think we will try to make that upgrade move? Or no? Wait, no. You said uh, you want to see how the team plays. Yeah, right? I want to see. I want to see at least like the first couple of games, see if they can gel. And um, okay. if they don't, if it ends up becoming like how we're predicting, where Dennis Smith Jr. isn't playing well, let's say Frank isn't playing that well, let's say Knox isn't playing that well, who's gonna want to trade for them? That's true. All right, you know, um, I mean, just because, like, I asked, I just kind of asked to confirm, just because, like, you kind of at least gave my reason for why I think we will probably make that kind of move this season, just because, to your point, like, we're seeing, like, that, that big board for the 2021 free agent list, like, get, like, thinner, you mm-hmm. know, like, Giannis resigned. Um, Kawhi said he'll opt out, but it, I think he's going to resign with the, with the Clippers, just because, like, he runs shit there, bro. Like, that mm-hmm. seems like a beautiful thing when you're, like, that nice, so you can just run a whole billion-dollar organization. Seems nice. Yo, they know? up they up 21-10 right now, too, Clippers. Hey, props. So, yeah, I think I think Kawhi will stay. Um, PG obviously resigned. I mean, th- aside from that, you know, shout-out to Tommy Beer, you know, for rights for Forbes, and he's a Knicks fan. He mentioned – on Twitter today, there was a good list of like 2021 free agents aside from these big fish. So it's still a decent list. It's just not like an all-star, superstar, game-changer heavy list, you know? Mm-hmm. But, um, yeah, I mean, to my point, I just think like knowing that, that like it's probably unlikely we'll get a free agent. I think they'll try to make like a win-now upgrade kind of move. And, you know, that there was that bullshit Buddy Heel rumor. But the more I watch this roster and the more I see kind of RJ's improvements and seeing how IQ plays... I think, yo, you put IQ, you know, if he keeps up this level of play, Buddy Heald, RJ. You softening up to then, Buddy Heald now? I'm saying, like, if fit, like, yo, his contract is ugly. He's <laughs> old. But I'm saying, like, when, if you look at how fucking just, like, how bleak it looks in terms of free agent prospects, I, I don't think I don't think we're going to get a big fish in 2021. So the point is to, like, maximize the young players. And if RJ is, like, actual, like, play level from preseason carries over to this season iq looks legit and stays looking legit mitch like actually becomes you know grows into being that elite rim runner slash defender and this this like preseason wasn't an aberration where like his fouling actually decreases i think you put buddy hill into that situation he does make rj better just because of that elite spacing that comes from his elite shooting and like i said if iq plays keeps up that same level of play and iq is a shooter too I think that's a good situation for RJ and Mitch, you know? So I'm not saying I want Buddy. I'm just saying, like, what he represents and what kind of, like, player prototype that he is, It it's what we need. Because we've been saying we need shooting for a minute. And, you know, if we're not – I just, like, we can't 
this is another thing I've come around on. We can't really be crazy about Buddy Hill's contract because, like, this front office, Leon Rose just was about to get four years for Gordon Hayward. You know what I mean? Probably four years, 100 mil. <laughs> but then, you know, Charlotte <laughs> went brazy, gave him 120 God. mil. You know, I think Mark Stein of the New York Times said the Knicks did offer four years. Like, they originally, I think Macri said it was like a three-year kind of deal. They they originally offered that. They bumped it up, and then they weren't aggressive enough, apparently. So that's why I'm kind of coming around on the idea of Buddy Hill and I still hate the contract, but maybe it makes sense. Maybe that's what the front office is thinking, you know? Like, if they were willing to drop mad money for Hayward, why wouldn't we kind of at least throw them Randall and Dennis Smith for Buddy Hield? You know what I mean? I don't know. That's the kind of deal I would do. I wouldn't give, like, the Dallas picks for them, but, you know, give them, give them our trash and we take their... <laughs> They're their elite shooter. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it seems yeah. fair. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, right. It is Sacramento. They might just do it. I mean, they just pick Marvin Bagley over Luka Doncic. We just give him Randall. Like, yo, him and Bagley, you go to Vivek, be like, yo, them two? They're the Bash brothers, bro. You got to put them together. Give us Buddy. <laughs> Lightly use Dennis Smith. You guys been wanting a backup to De'Aaron Fox, right? Come on now. I mean, they do have Tyrese Halliburton already over there. Uh, I mean, we'll sell it to Vivek like that. Yo, you yo give us Halliburton OKC. too, bro. Just, just yo, nah, do, not do, even, do not one for we'll us. We'll be like, yo, Vivek, yo, you want Randall and Dennis Smith. Because, yo, Dennis Smith, do you remember the OKC three-guard lineup last year? You got, you got Dennis, Fox, and Halliburton, Vivek. Come on now. <laughs> he'll, he'll do it. <laughs> I don't know, bro. Yeah. Just, LeBron guys love to haggle. I think we've got a chance. That's true. <laughs> All, right. All right. Any other points? Um, I, I just hope we're not. I, I I think we're gonna be a losing team. I think that needs to be said. I think we're gonna be in consideration for you know top five oh, pick. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> I, I just think like if Tibbs is who we think he is, and like is Trace stays true to his word and plays young players when they earn the minutes. I just hope that like even if we're a bad team, we're a watchable bad team. Mm-hmm. But we're not seeing frustrating veterans get minutes over promising young kids. And we're seeing like that preseason trend of like, oh, okay, the second unit is young kids. They all like playing together. Let's play them together. I hope that carries over to the regular season. You know what I mean? That's my one kind of prediction for the season. What about you? I think that's a fair prediction. I think, I think, the, the, I think the number that most people end up agreeing with is like 26 wins, um, mm. which is... Isn't that what Vegas had it at? Yeah. Well, Vegas, I think, had it at 22. But I think that oh. translates to 26 because it's 72 games. Um, gotcha, gotcha. Yeah, I think I think they can win 27. I think RJ's going to have a, you know upwards trajectory kind of year. Apparently, something that happened last offseason under Fizdale was RJ's shot form got fucked up more, dude. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I forgot where I heard it, but I heard it somewhere today that – he regressed his shot for him because of the shooting coaches. And we saw that happen with Dennis Smith Jr. So, obviously, we're not going to be surprised at all. That's like, yeah, that, that probably happened. They fucked up R.J. Barrett's shot for him even more. So, he regressed. I didn't know it was possible, but, like, Fisdale's coaching tenure is just becoming retroactively worse. <laughs> like, that like that bit of news, I think, it came from Drew Hanlon, right? I just saw We just saw in the New York Post article yesterday, apparently, people in Fisdale's staff were just like, oh, we we think RJ's too Hollywood because he wore a pink suit. What the, that was that had to be Key Smart, him and his fucking nineteen fifties ass mindset. You know what I mean? Like, 
he broke Dennis Smart, uh, Dennis Smith's jump shot. Now he's like he's thinking R.J. Barrett of all people is too Hollywood. The fuck out of so, here. So yeah, so they took a, a negative shot for him, made it better, and now he's shooting. Well, he was shooting about eighty five percent from the free throw line, which is really good. Um, and his right. shot form looks definitely smoother. So I think he's he's good. Uh, Mitch and Frank, I think they're going to be upwards too. They got a defensive minded coach, and they have a lot of great assistant coaches. Um, and uh, Knox, man, I'm hoping I'm hoping he his style of play continues, you know, in a stronger direction. Especially if he plays with quickly, that's going to happen. I think anybody who plays with quickly is going to happen, which is pretty sad to say that we're relying on this near second round pick to make sure the rest of the guys are you know playing like normal and that and that their actual play sets and the guys are moving and doing screen like Desmond Jr could not do that at all. He couldn't even get set with G League players, dude. And it was it really sucked to see that he couldn't get the half court set. He had open fast break opportunities that he didn't that he just passed up on and he was he just got trapped. Um yeah. and he didn't know how to get out of it and he just hold the ball and it's like for a guy in his 4th year in the NBA, that's that's unacceptable. And I'm I'm hoping he either gets out of that funk or we're gonna have to trade him ASAP or just get rid of him. Yeah, He's, I mean, and yeah. To your point, it is crazy that we're relying so much on a promising rookie after like a, a handful of preseason games to be not the answer, but like somewhat of the answer to the point guard problem, so that like we don't look like complete garbage. You know what I mean? But we're the Knicks, and we always find ourselves, especially with the point guard position, we find ourselves in, like, those kind of desperate times anyway. Like, that's how Linsanity started. We had no other option at point guard. We're just like, yo, <laughs> play the little Asian Harvard kid from the G League. Like, why not? Mike D'Antoni's like, yeah, fuck it. Why not? I'm getting fired anyway. And then, boom, Linsanity happens. So who knows? Like, we might have IQ sanity. Who knows? You know? At least I hope. Yeah. But, but. Yeah, should be a fun season at least if, like, the young kids play. And I don't know, bro. I'm just hyped to see RJ play throughout the season. Mm-hmm. I miss watching RJ Barrett play basketball. You know what I mean? For sure. All right. I think we're going to wrap up this episode of Nickish. Make sure you guys uh, si- uh, follow our podcast on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, all the podcasting platforms. Make sure you check us out on Instagram and Twitter at Nickish Show. Um, and make sure you check out for our post-game podcast that's going to come out tomorrow after the game or you know, Thursday morning. Um, and in case this is the last time you hear us before the holidays, we wish you guys happy holidays, Merry Christmas, Happy New Year, and all that. Um, and make sure you check out for our upcoming episodes. Uh, any final Thanks. words? I thought that sh- that was about to get mad grim right there. Like, yo, if, if this is the last time you hear us, <laughs> I don't know where you're going with that. But, um, yeah. Yo, where this. where could it have gone with that, bro? I don't know. Like, did you know a meteor is going to hit? Like, what the hell? Like, you, you said it like you said it mad dark. Like, yo, if this is the last time you hear us, just know that we love you. <laughs> I don't know where you're going with that. But, um, yeah, and I mean, same thoughts as you. Just, like, have hope everybody has a happy, healthy, and safe holidays. You yep. know what I mean? I, I advise against traveling, but, you know, people will be people even during the pandemic. You know what I mean? So just hope everybody stays healthy, stay safe, and all that. Yep. Until next time, take care, everyone. Have a good night. Peace. Peace.